Episode 2 One of his two flatmates, Clive, was sitting on the couch on his laptop. He was wearing a t-shirt with the legend Hard Rock Cafe Ulaanbaatar. It was a treasured memento of his previous summer, hitchhiking around Mongolia and visiting Buddhist temples in the narrow window of opportunity between the complete relaxation of COVID-19-induced travel restrictions and their return with a vengeance with the onset of COVID-25. He had just started the first year of a doctorate in race relations, a year after all forms of study had fully moved back to their traditional format and locations with no restrictions required. 90% of the UK's population was vaccinated against COVID-19 and most countries in the developed world boasted similar statistics. So why should there have been any? The world, and Clive along with it, had started to breathe fully again. Big, deep breaths of fresh, intoxicating freedom. Until it suddenly found itself gasping for breath that summer. It was eerily familiar. A new virus against which no existing vaccine offered protection confusion over what it was and how it spread, high transmission rates, hospitals overrun, all travel banned first from the Middle East, whence the virus originated, then to and from a whole slew of countries, then globally. Non-essential businesses closed, gatherings forbidden, masks everywhere, and a million minor measures as each government, city, institute, business and organisation had scrambled to show their commitment to battle the new threat. And it had been effortless. The world had slidden back, almost comfortably, into the by then old and familiar groove. Few people were really surprised. The overriding sensation, besides a renewal of fear and worry, occasionally crossing the border into panic, was resignation. This was how it had to be, how it was always going to be. And now the stage of total lockdown had been reached, not even three months after the virus's first appearance. Well, as of the coming Monday. Clive shared the global mood of fear and negative fatalistic anticipation. Like a small majority of people, at least within the UK, he was supportive of the measures that had been taken to fight COVID-19 and those being taken now against COVID-25. He could not sympathise with the critics of the lockdowns and other anti-COVID measures. People were dying, hospital staff were overwhelmed and there existed people selfish enough to worry about their freedoms or their businesses. Get an online job like two-thirds of the UK workforce, he would tell them, and start thinking of the old and the sick, such as your parents and grandparents. Even the young were at serious danger from COVID-25, more so than they had been from COVID-19. He was all but certain that Chris belonged in this category of critics. Chris had never come out and put the issue beyond all doubt, but he had hinted at it. 
he also held several other unsavoury opinions that made Clive suspect him of it all the more. Such were Clive's thoughts in the few seconds Chris took to make it from the front door to Clive's couch. Hello, Clive. Hi, Chris. How's the shop doing? Not too well. This new regulation could kill us off, like Hardens. Clive waited, thinking. Would he or wouldn't he? Still, I've got a good base of loyal customers. I've got a good chance of pulling through. He wouldn't. It was almost as though he could sense Clive hovering on the sidelines, waiting for him to say the wrong thing so Clive could pounce. Maybe he did sense it. That's good to hear. Hang in there, Chris. We wouldn't want small businesses to disappear and only big corporations to be left. That much at least they could agree on. Goodness, no. What are you working on? Well, you know that the tentative topic of my dissertation is an intersectional approach to discrimination against refugees. Today I'm... Uh, sorry, what's intersectional? I've heard you use the term, but I'm not familiar with it and I'd rather ask you than Google. You don't know what intersectional means? Chris was instantly on the defensive. He had put his foot in it, but he had to ask since Clive was talking about it a lot these days. N no, you know I haven't been to university and I don't read the kind of things you do. I know it involves the relation of sexism and racism and such. It does, in a way, yes. Intersectionality is a simple concept, but it's a very complex reality. It's how different forms of discrimination overlap, such as discrimination based on race, gender, class, etc. It explains why a black woman might be more discriminated against in the workplace than either a black man or a white woman. It's a crucial aspect of fourth-wave feminism. You must have heard of the hashtag MeToo campaign, the fight against white privilege, against transphobia. Again, would he or wouldn't he? Yes, yes, of course I have. Again, he wouldn't. Well, intersectionality is part of this mindset, the awareness of such issues among others. They're all related. I see, thanks. Sorry I interrupted you with that question. No problem. It's important to be aware of our privileges, especially white men like you and me, and to fight for those who don't have these privileges. Thinking of terms of intersectionality helps us aim towards equality of all races, sexes, sexualities, religions, everything. And now I'm applying this theory to the hostility towards refugees, particularly those coming to Europe from the Middle East. Today I have been reading up on Christian nationalism and hostility towards Islam. Surely he would this time. But no, he didn't. A pause ensued. While Clive was waiting to see whether Chris would jump on Clive's statements, or at least indicate that his worldview did not align with Clive's, Chris was waiting for Clive to ask for Chris's opinion on one of these issues. 
but neither of them wanted to trade their uneasy truce for open war. They remained in their trenches. The battle lines were closer to Chris's territory than Clive's. Clive had the confidence, conviction, or perhaps sense of moral superiority that enabled him to voice his opinions out in the open. Chris lacked enough of it to do so, but had enough for Clive to sense that pushing things too far or trying to draw Chris out would be unwise. Yet this time he had come close, he sensed it. But he could not help himself. How could someone possibly be hostile towards refugees out of some misplaced feeling of white superiority or a selfish inability to accept people from other countries, fleeing war zones and looking for nothing other than a safe haven? How could he not want equalities for all races and genders? Was he a racist? Most likely. Was he a sexist? Clive was not sure, but he had his suspicions. Interesting, Chris said. Surely no one had to be as good at being non-committal as Chris. Maybe because with his views one had to be. What is Bruce doing? Clive gave a grin and the two of them shared a moment for the first time since Chris had entered. Oh, you know, Bruce, up at five or whatever awful hour he chooses to wake up at. Clive winced. Workout, protein shake, and then he's been at it ever since. You know how he'll suddenly erupt, make a beeline for the kitchen, make a pot of ridiculously strong coffee, answer all comments with not now and then vanish again. And how his coffee mug says, stop looking at me and work. Best present ever, Dorian. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. You know how he'll set a 20 minute timer for his lunch break? Don't I just. I once had Emily cover the lunch hour just so I could witness it. Well, you know how his phone has an alarm for when there's only two minutes left so he can be actually working the second that the 20 minutes end? Well, today I had Dorian come over and we talked about how we had heard that Tesla stock was finally going to crash as though it were just a casual conversation and wait, didn't Bruce have £50,000 invested in Tesla? Well, that got him interested as nothing else would. He was positively shaking. I pretended I'd heard it from one of the professors who knows someone high up in the company. Well, we strung him along for the full 18 minutes and then his phone rang and he'd barely eaten anything. The look on his face when he looked from the phone to us to his half-prepared sandwich and back to us again was priceless. We couldn't keep a straight face. Besides, we couldn't let him actually sell his stock because of our prank. He knew then. I didn't think it was possible to eat one of those 10-inch sandwiches he makes for lunch in under two minutes. I even bet Dorian £20 that if we managed to get to that point that Bruce couldn't do it. No way. Man, was I wrong. The way he ate that sandwich was scary. He told the story with a smile that blended fond reminiscence, amusement, both genuine and wry, and a sense of aloofness. Be sure to ask Dorian. You know how he is with stories. 
Chris grinned in anticipation. Sounds like the prank of the century. You don't know the whole story. I'll let you hear it from Dorian. I went still his thunder. So, do you think Bruce will be pissed when he emerges from his lair? Nah. He'll probably laugh about it. You know how he's like a multiple? Not to make fun of people suffering from mental illnesses, of course. When he steps out that door in, Clive checked his watch. 20 minutes and 32 seconds. He'll be a different man, all jovial and chill and ready to party. Sure, I know, but don't you think you crossed the line this time? Oh, I don't think so. He made it on time. The shackles of his slavery to his work have not been burst free. He was proud of that phrase and took a moment to savour it. Besides, it happened to Mr Hyde and at 6.45 we're getting Dr Jekyll. His lips twitched with wry amusement. When he's Jekyll, he probably doesn't even remember what he does as Mr Hyde and when he's Hyde, he's not aware of the existence of Jekyll. True, that's a cool way to put it. Thanks. You still up for our Marathon of Culture Appreciation this evening? Starting at seven? We each choose one episode from any series to watch, six total. Yes, it'll be amazing. You bet. Have you written down what food you want? I'll order after I check in with the other flat. Yes. Good, and... Bruce always has the same thing, so that's three of us settled. He went over to the kitchen table to get the paper with their orders and then stopped. I wonder what Mr Hyde is doing now. Clive was gratified to hear Chris calling Bruce that. I think I hear him on the phone. Let's have a listen in, shall we? They tiptoed to Bruce's door. No, 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 Bruce was saying. That won't do at all. We need a more user-friendly interface, but at the same time, innovative. Something that not only grabs the user so that he says, now I haven't seen that before, but also something he doesn't need to figure out how to navigate. It should be self-explanatory. You should be able to give it to a five-year-old with no explanation and have him be able to use all the basic features within 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Now we're past 30,000 downloads, we're entering the territory of potential mass appeal. The average user won't care about our cool concept if he has to work for it. People nowadays don't want to work for anything. You have to spoon feed them, tell them what they want. Then they'll buy what you're offering. Wow, sounds like quite the lecture. Chris whispered to Clive as Bruce listened on the phone. Good, that's a better idea, Bruce continued. We can start with that first thing on Monday, 8am. You contact the two people we mentioned and I'll talk to Peter and let him know that he's already had his second chance and I don't give thirds. I've got just over 15 minutes to do that and wind up the day's work. Got to go. Talk to you Monday. Bye. That was intense, Chris whispered. The usual. Clive whispered back. 
Tell him we start at seven and to choose his favourite TV series episode. I'm dying to hear Dorian's story and I have to check with them for the evening's programme. Thank you for listening to my tale. Please like, subscribe and share to stay updated on the next instalments and so I can reach more people. If you don't want to wait or you prefer to read, you can find Sandcastle at High Tide on Amazon. The link is in the description.